The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 2nd, 2023. The woman in your life will do what she must do To comfort you and calm you down And let you rest now The woman in your life, she can rest so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, and Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. 2023. Oh, Wow, 2023. Well, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. My wish for all of us is that we have peace of mind, good health, loving relationships, and, of course, continued prosperity. Uh, lots is going on, and I find by having an attitude of gratitude, I can get through most days feeling good about life. I mean, Ken and I got up, we're kind of, you know, so much party, so much chocolate, so many cookies. I mean, Christmas, New Year's, it was just, it was really one big celebration. Celebration for us, you know. I thought I would I would start the new year. This is the first show of 2023, and I would I would start it out. I want to read this prayer over the line. It's called a call to action. Humbly, I call to the great cosmic energy. Come to my side and be my guide with all the richness you provide. I will keep my head up and my heart open as my desires to you are spoken. I call to the profound energy. Fill me with motivation and winning strategy. Come to my side and be my guide. I call to thee, cosmic energy. Wow, what a powerful, powerful way to start the year off, I think. 2023, you know, we're going to be celebrating 23 years together, Ken. Amazing. It's just amazing. I cannot believe it that so much time has gone by. And here we are, Monday morning, every Monday, you know, we've been on, we've been celebrating 10 years. This is our 11th year right now. And this morning, I am so excited. I have a very special guest with me. Joining me on the phone will be Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel, a longtime student of metaphysics and a spiritual teacher in the mystical uh, tradition. Patricia was the founding minister of Unity of Berkeley and is currently a frequent guest minister at the Unity Church here in Santa Santa Rosa. You know, uh, it's really interesting. All of us sit down on the first day of the new year and we make all these New Year's resolutions with the goal to improve, improving our lives, you know, gaining something for ourselves, asking for prosperity. And I thought, you know, maybe we need to look at resolutions. So we're going to be talking about, you know, what they are and maybe give some new meaning to it and maybe look at how what the difference between say an a a resolution and an affirmation is i i'm really excited about that you know to to start looking at at it because in order for us to have what we want in life or even to have peace on earth or peace within ourselves it's very important to understand the words that we put into our mind the words that we speak and i think it's going to be a very interesting conversation uh with dr keel i mean she's just an amazing amazing woman in fact it's starting to be a tradition 
vacation because she's this is going to be her third New Year's with me, and I'm really, really excited about that. Well, I want to do some special condolences to my mother-in-law, Mary Norton. That's Ken's mother. Uh, her sister, Alice Walnut, made her transition. You know, life is a mystery, and each day is a gift to enjoy. So condolences go out to the Walnut family and also to the Norton family. This is a loss. You know, I know I have a sister. I know how impacting that can be. And also, I want to do a special acknowledgement to the group. That's it, it, it's amazing what happened. Uh, we went to the third annual New Bridges uh, Nubian Cafe Collective Kwanzaa program uh, at the Arlene Francis Center. And I want to do a shout out. It was an amazing program. We had a candle lighting send, uh a ceremony. We talked a lot about the Kwanzaa and the different the different uh, areas of it, and beautiful, beautiful lighting of the candle. Uh, there was some poetry read and some wonderful, wonderful music. It was just amazing, and a real shout out to Sabria and to uh, Sabria. Abadu, we had her on the uh, show last week, and she just did a marvelous job organizing her whole team. And I just want to do a shout out to all of them. I mean, it's amazing all the different traditions. And the most important thing about traditions is that we kind of, it's a time to get together with family, with friends, and to open our hearts and minds to the goodness of the earth, to celebrate, to celebrate winter. You know, we're very blessed. We're having rain. I mean, we're, of course, like everything else, the rain is out, did, did itself, but at least we have rain. I feel so bad for all those folks in San Francisco and, and all the different areas that are flooding. But, you know, something we needed this rain, you know, hopefully this will put a little bit of, um, Take a little bit of pressure off of the drought that we've been having here in California. It just, it's just amazing. You know, without water, <laughs> water is, water is the essence of life. You know, water, water is what it's all about. I mean, I believe we're 90% water. So without water, we're in big trouble. So it's wonderful to see the waters coming out of the sky and feeling the earth just drench it up. I can almost feel the earth taking a big drink. You know, it feels so good because it's been dry for such a while now. Well, you know, what I do, it's so interesting. What I do is every every Saturday, Sunday night before I uh, close the book on when I finish doing the script for the show, I look up and I see, hey, what what day is going to be happening on a Monday? You know, last last Monday, of course, we celebrated Kwanzaa and I I would not have known about it had I not looked at and see, hey, what are we celebrating today? I mean, I've even found in the past, I've found they, they actually celebrate National Toothpick Day. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's a, a celebration for every day. But here we are, uh, January 1st, and it's very interesting, and I'm so excited, particularly since we're having uh, Dr. Keel on, is today is National Motivation and, Insp- and Inspiration Day. Can you believe that? National Motivation and Inspiration Day, which is January 2nd. And here's a little history on it. On December 18, 2001, the United States Congress passed a bill, H.R. Resolution 308, making National Motivation and, and Inspiration Day official in the United States. 
The U.S. Congress agreed that motivation and inspiration played important roles in the greatest achievements of civilized society and that the beginning of the year was the perfect time for reflection, planning, and goal setting. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. So here it is, National Motivation Day, uh, January 2nd. And then here is another thing, a celebration of life week. Which, start, which started January 1st and also uh, January 1st and it ends on January 7th. Let's see, what is the meaning of Celebration of Life Week? Gratitude is the attitude of celebration of life, which is celebrated annually in the first week of January. This week was created to help us break free of our schedule and ease into the year with hearts of gratitude. It encourages us to embrace life and all the wonderful blessings it has to offer. Wow, January 2nd is a very powerful day, and then this whole week, is it's outline to celebrate life uh ken is giving me a, a what you have a little thing here you need you need something i don't have my schedule pardon i need to schedule i need to telephone oh okay so anyway so we're we're going to go ahead and we're going to do our history is our strength which is very very important and uh let's see what we got today well January 1st, 1909, this is some happy birthdays, and she made her transition in 1993, was Peggy Dennis. She was an activist. She was the first the first woman editor of the pages of the communist paper in the United States. She became the critic, and then she, a very strong critic of communism in this country, and then she resigned from the party in 1976, but she was a... a, a really an outspoken publicist. And this was very, uh, very new at that time for anybody to even even think of, of working with a paper that even addressed that issue. And then also on January 1st, 1921, and she made her transition in 1999, was Jeanne Calhau. Her research into reading stressed the importance of phonics in beginning reading, she worked with Sesame Street, including teaching ABCs, and she wrote the stages of reading development in 1983. You know, it's really interesting when you start looking at uh, phonics and, and the way they start teaching uh, uh, reading uh, later on. I remember when we, we just did, when I was growing up and went to school, it was just kind of rote reading, you know, where you just memorize things, and it was Dick and Jane and Puff and all that stuff, and it, 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 was, it was a lot harder to learn, but with phonics, you start learning how to pronounce things, how to hear the sounds of words, and this was created by this woman, which was a very, very, very important important breakthrough in reading for students. And then another important person who is one of my heroes was born on January 3rd, 1793, and made her translation in 1880, and that's Lucetta Mott. She was a woman rights uh, pioneer. She was a uh, Quaker minister. She was a pacifist, and she was also uh, part of... um, you know, she was a pretty, pretty uh, important uh, person in the suffrage movement and in the beginnings where, you know, it took us 72 years before we even got the vote. But here we are. This was one of the women who women that really uh, was a women rights uh, pioneer and started the ball rolling, so to speak. 
And then our last person was born on July, uh, excuse me, January 3rd, 1926, and made her transition in 1989, and that's Maria Sanchez. And she was an activist for bilingual education for Puerto Ricans. She was elected to the school board, uh, and she was also a part of the Connecticut uh, General Assembly in 1988. Uh, an amazing feat, Maria Sanchez, that she was able to stand up and become a bilingual activist. You know, at one time, uh, thinking about bilingual education was really not on the table. So it's, it was an amazing feat what this woman did. So there's a lot to think about when we start thinking about our history as our strength. And also, I just I just want to remind folks, you know, that today is two important days. You know, January 2nd is National Motivation and Inspiration Day. Find out what inspires you. You know, listen to when you're listening to the show today to start thinking, what is motivating me? What do I want to do different this year? And then also to celebrate life all week. I mean, when I think of people making their transitions, when you when you read our history is our strength, and you hear about all these these wonderful women, they all lived a life. You know, many of them lived to very short lives, and some of them lived very long lives. But it's this great mystery that we live called life, and it's time to celebrate it. Why not take this week and say every once in a while, you know, look in the mirror, go outside in the fresh air, and say, "Oh, I am so glad to be alive today. I have another day." to love, to laugh, to be a good friend, to be a good mother, to be a good sister, to be a good partner. To You know, Ken and I are going to celebrate, like I said at the beginning, 23 years. Every day is, a, is an adventure and a blessing. And to kind of look at it that way. You know, there's so much to complain about. But when you really start thinking about it, it's a beautiful, beautiful world, and it's a great, great mystery that we live into, and it's important. It's important that we celebrate it. Well, we're going to take a musical break, and then we're going to get uh, a Dr. Patricia Keel on. And this is starting to be <laughs> another annual song that we start the we start the new year out, and that's called uh, "Light a Candle," and it's sung by a group called Frozen Heart. And you know, I just, I just want to read the first line because when I heard the first line in this song, it really empowered me and made me start thinking about things a little bit different. And here's, here's what the line is. Instead of cursing the darkness, and you know, there's a lot of darkness in the world today, but just, just listen to this. Instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle for where we're going. There's something ahead we're fighting for. There is a future. You know, I'm a great grandmother and I have to believe I have to believe for my great-grandchildren that there's a future for them. And I light candles as often as I can, and I think to myself, give me courage, give me strength, because I know there's many things to look forward to, and one of them is peace on earth and goodwill to all of us. So let's go ahead, Ken, let's go ahead and play Light a Candle, sung by Frozen Heart. And by the way, this is a song, as far as I'm concerned, this is one of the best songs that Neil Young has ever written. And... I just love it, you know, when I'm able to find a woman that's singing it. And I just, I just love this, this arrangement of it. I mean, the woman has a voice that I just, I don't know. She just, she just, she just goes to my heart. And when we return, I will be talking with Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel, a longtime student of metaphysics and the spiritual teacher, pardon? 
Keel. Keel, a longtime teacher in the mystical uh, tradition. Patricia was the founding minister of Unity of Berkeley and is currently a frequent guest minister at Unity Churches here in Sonoma County. I personally myself studied with Unity and thought, you know, having Reverend Patricia Keel to share with us is a great way to start the new year in. So let's go ahead, Ken. Let's play that light a candle. Instead of cursing in the darkness, light a candle for where we're going. There's something I hear worth looking for. When the light of time is on us, we will see a moment come. And the living soul inside carry on. It's a chance to give the meaning to every Looking for when the 
God, I love that song. Light a candle in the darkness so others might see ahead. Light a candle in the darkness when we go. What beautiful lines. Well, for you just joining, I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, its members, and women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. God, I almost forgot my name. (laughs) Without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. Joining me on the phone is Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel, a longtime student of metaphysics and a spiritual teacher in the mystical tradition. Dr. Keel, welcome to Women's Spaces once again. I am so grateful to be with you again, as is a tradition. Oh, I know. Start the new year with you, Elaine and Ken. I know. It's just really, really great, you know. Happy, happy new year. And before we begin, I'd like to tell folks a little bit about you. Is that okay? Well, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well... Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel is is a longtime student of metaphysics and a spiritual teacher combining Western metaphysics with Eastern mysticism. She believes that every woman carries with her within her wisdom, insight, and inner strength to overcome challenges and create miracles in the world. Her work as a teacher, a coach, a speaker, and trainer spans over 30 years with diverse groups from all cultures, faith, and tradition. Patricia was the founding minister of the Unity Church of Berkeley and is currently a frequent guest minister here in Santa Rosa. Her study in India over the past 14 years brings a unique depth to her work as Eastern meets Western spirituality. I personally have heard her talk several times, and I am always inspired. So welcome, Dr. Keel. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Anything that you would like to add? No, that was great. You know, it's always kind of interesting when you hear somebody talk about yourself and you're like, no, that's kind of who I am. That's good. (laughs) East, West, that's me, metaphysics, mysticism, and just very positive outlook, especially moving into this wonderful new year. Great to be with you. Well, you know, it's really interesting. You know, before we begin, you know, I'd like you to talk just a little bit about unity. Give us a little background. But, you know... Every time I introduce you and I come across the word mysticism, I always think that maybe we need to just explain that to a little bit to our listeners. What do you mean by mysticism? So so basically, the way I connect with the world and that which is above and beyond the physical that we see and know, there are different levels. One is this level that we can say is metaphysical, where we're looking to see, okay, I had this experience, and it was something that I experienced in my body and in the world, but what is the underlying meaning below that? Or what is the underlying meaning in a story of a particular symbol or a particular person? That's where we understand kind of this relationship between the material and and the and the not material but beyond that is this ability and kind of it's not an ability that we that's unique to one person but it's this um opening to a higher level of really taking in more than just the material and the spiritual that really invites us into 
living our lives from that higher consciousness place rather than having to make the translation all the time from the material to the to the to what's underneath it basically of the spiritual so there are people in the world that we can know that were mystics and lived their lives like like, like Hildegard van Bingen was a mystic, uh, Julian of Norwich was a mystic. In many uh, ways, uh, Meister Eckhart was a mystic. There are mystics that have come through the Catholic tradition. There are mystics who've come through the Eastern traditions, and they just expand and see the world from a different place than the rest of us do. And I'm all I'm fascinated by that, and it's part of my experience. Some of the time, not all of the time, however. Well, so. you know, well, you know we're, our theme our theme today is New Year, New Beginnings. How, how would you say that mysticism kind of folds into that? And give a little background how you feel unity as a spiritual organization, how they kind of address that for you. Okay, so this is, this is kind of an interesting question, the way you're forming it, because Unity itself is really seen more as a metaphysical understanding of what we call truth or the experience of life or the unfolding journey that we each have, knowing that, yes, I have a physical body, but first and foremost, I'm a spiritual being having this physical human experience. And when we talk about connecting that understanding of life um, to a more mystical realm, what comes into my awareness, Elaine, is how my teachers in India really invite us to look into what is our inner state. And because our inner state and that, that kind of level of inner awareness of our emotional field and the quality of being that we have inside of us uh, is, is part of what really impacts the way, and you said we want to talk about affirmations, what we affirm about the world that we're living in now and what we create moving forward in the world. And I think that that understanding of the power of the inner state as kind of a, a quality of vision, a quality of statement of who I am and what I'm co-creating on the world is in this bigger field of mysticism, and I think that's what I'd like. I'd love to talk a little bit about that, um, and we can use the word mystic, you know, the mysticism or not, depending on if that resonates with people. Well, you know, it's interesting because I went to a Kwanzaa celebration on um, on uh, Saturday evening, and what what happened? Actually, Sunday, I believe it was this Saturday. No, it was Saturday, and they they honored the uh, ancestors and they also a- honored the elders in the room and it was real interesting it turned out that i was the <laughs> i was the second oldest in the room i was actually the oldest woman which was kind of surprising to me and as i sat down and i thought about it and i think about when i hear what you're saying about mysticism i begin to realize that as we get older and as we get closer to that 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 real divine mystery, you know, when we leave the planet, we begin to get a sense that there's something inside of us that that is more than we even recognize. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of, I mean, mysticism and mystery are very connected. And, you know, <laughs> and, the, and there's, yeah. And there's also, there's also a line in this song that I think is really interesting, too, is that... Uh, you know, it, you know, 
In the hallways of the ages on the road to history, what we do now will always be with us. And it, it kind of feels like it's almost like the, the, the mysticism is part of the mystery of kind of laying the foundation, but yet not quite knowing how we're going to get there and what the forces are inside of us that guide us there. Is that, is that kind Absolutely. of, kind of Absolutely. what you're, yeah. that kind of what you're talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, how Absolutely. do you, how do you, how do you see that with new, new years, new year, new beginnings? So, so one of the things that has been really um, powerful for me has been this understanding, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but we often use our words to speak things that we want. You know, we think about things and we say, I want to create something in the new year. I'm creating a, a new business in the new year. You know, really help supporting women who are in mid midlife, really dis- rediscovering who they are, what their meaning is, because a lot of women kind of lose identity at that time in their lives. Their kids leave, and they and maybe they had a job, and they're kind of tired of that job. But when I'm looking in inside myself and getting focused on what I need to do, because in order to create a business, you actually have to take action, a lot of action. Um, what I've learned is that the state within me is is really more important than anything else that I can decide to do as I'm moving forward. And and this is the thing I thought was really important to to share with your listeners today because we can make intentions for things, but if we're making them from a place of feeling fearful or feeling inadequate or feeling incompetent and trying to put something out in the world when our inner state is contracted and limited and feeling somehow afraid, worried about what's going to happen in the future or pulling some sort of anger, resentment, or fear from the past, what we create carries that same vibration that our inner state is holding it. And it's a moment-to-moment thing. And, you know, it's so interesting because maybe you've had people from HeartMath on um, but one of the things that's been really interesting to me is I as I'm coming out of COVID and doing so many things on Zoom, I'm now actually the part-time minister at Unity of Santa Rosa. So we have we have our meetings on Sunday in person. And one of the things that HeartMath has shared with us is that each one of us carries with us an energy field that goes three feet around our body that, that emanates from the heart. And when that energy from the heart lacks coherence, and I would say, you know, anytime you're in anger, fear, worry, despair, depression, loneliness, you know, any of these states that can cause confusion and disconnection and lack of coherence, whatever that inner state we have in our inner being is being transmitted three feet around us to all the people around us. If we on the other hand, are carrying an inner state that is coherent, meaning that it's a, a state of peacefulness, a state of calm presence, a feeling of being connected, a feeling, a loving, a feeling of love. You know, we've, we've, we've done a lighting of that candle from a very different place of being. And literally three feet around us, this Taurus field energetically connects with all the people around us. And what the sciences are, you know, science are learning, it's way beyond the three feet that, that that state emanates. So I think that's a really important thing for our listeners to be aware of, especially if we 
actually are going to talk at all about affirmations and creating statements about what it is we want to create. It's really important for us to find, you know, what is my inner state? Um, so you know, I'd love your feedback on that, and then I have some ideas. Well, it's interesting that you say that because what I'm thinking, what you're talking about, like, for example, if somebody's in a bad mood, for example, or they're angry and you come into their field, you kind of feel it. You sense it. Oh, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. to me, that's the mysticism. You know, that, that, that gives us an idea that we're in this energy field together, that we can feel each other on, on very, very subtle levels. And I think that's what it's all about. I think it's a subtle thing. It's not, it's not this great mystery. It's more, I mean, I, I think of when we plug in a, a light bulb in a socket, you know, it's an electrical field that all of a sudden we're connecting to. It's the same thing with us. You know, that, that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting out of what you're saying. And I think it's very important that people understand that. And I, I really thank you for sharing that. And I know it's a little bit deep, but you know, I have to say this to my listeners and I say it every week. That's what women's spaces is all about, that we're all putting on our thinking hats and we're thinking about things and exploring, exploring how we can be better people, how we can understand the world we live in and the people that we interact with. Well, you know, we are, here we are in 2023, you know, and everybody's talking about, I mean, every year I used to make an affirmation, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and I never did it. You know, it, it seemed like every year it was the same thing. So talk a little bit about, you know, New Year's resolution, I, you know, for example, goals and missing, but, but unity believes more in affirmation. So explain the difference maybe between a resolution and an affirmation and how the two can be combined. Okay. Well, um, before we do that, I want to just cycle back to what I was talking about in terms of how important our awareness of our inner state is. Because for me, as I reflect more deeply on my teachings of unity that I've had for over 30 years, you know, and been teaching it, it's evolved in terms of how I understand it, how I work with it myself. So I think people think of a resolution as, you know, looking at a goal and saying, oh, like you say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the next three months, or I'm going to create my business, I'm going to make this much money. And and we, we kind of jump from where we are in the present moment, arbitrarily, because it's a new year, you know, into this idea of a dream that we have or a goal that we have. And we think by putting it out there, that it's going to happen. But the truth of the matter is we need to back up a little bit to really get anchored into from what inner place is this desire coming? What's what's the state that's causing you to want to lose 20 pounds? I'd like to lose 20, but I'm not even doing the resolution on it. What's the state that I'm in? And And that's the thing that's so key here because we have to be willing to not try to put something out, whether it's a resolution or an affirmation that we're going to be writing down and we're going to be speaking for the next 21 days until we get have a deep sense of awareness of what is the core within me that has this desire. And the interesting thing is, you know, one of my favorite teachers in unity is Emily Cady, and she was a homeopath in the late 1800s. And she talks about the idea that we don't have a desire in our heart for something without it already coming to us. And it's coming to us out of the mind and the heart of the divine, God, mind, in uh, 
call it universal intelligence, whatever you want to call it. There's something within you, within me, that says, boy, I'd really like to lose 20 pounds, 10 pounds, whatever. But it's not about the pounds. It's something else. It's about health and vitality. It's about ability to start dancing again. It's about the ability of how, uh, the, the feeling how great I feel when I'm, when I'm walking in nature. This kind of core feeling is where we need to start. We need to start with that state of the joy and health in the physical body and from that create the affirmation of I am healthy. I dance. Every morning I get up and I dance. When I, when I walk in nature, I feel exuberant. I feel as tall as the redwood trees. When, when we do it from that inner state of being that is grounded in our connection with the great all that is, with the divine presence, we're anchoring it, that resolution, that affirmation into who we really are and who we came here to be on the planet. So I just wanted to make that point. Um, there are other things I can say about that, but I want to be quiet and see what you have to say, Elaine. Well, no, I think it's very important what you're saying because you have to feel good about yourself. If you're angry and you're frustrated and you're trying to do a resolution, you know, if you're angry, say, for example, we're using a simple a simple idea around around I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Say, for example, you're angry and you're you're frustrated and you make a resolution, I'm going to use ten, lose 10 pounds, and you're using food to comfort yourself. You know, there you go. <laughs> you've, you know, you've already, you've already defeated yourself. So in order, in order to move forward, you have yeah. to go, you know, and you know, it, it's very interesting because, you know, even when we look at the Christian teaching, say Jesus' teaching, he say, he makes one profound statement. He says, go within. You know, go yeah. within, you know, find out what's going on inside of you, you know, to, yeah. and then you can you can move forward with it. So it's very, very important. So, you know, Patricia, I hope you don't mind. We're going to take a little musical break here for sure, a, sure, sure. a shake. And the song I'm going to play, and then when we come back, we'll continue this this inspiring. I mean, I'm starting to think about, you know, I, mean, I never really realized that, you know, when you want to do something and you're so, if you don't believe in yourself, like I'm going to start a new business and you think you're a failure i mean you've already failed so you know yep. so, so it's it, it's it's really important but the song i'm going to play is called spiritual warrior and it's sung by by sherry austin and i would like to dedicate this song to you and to ken i mean Beautiful. it's just to me to me this song says so much about about the mystery that we live in. So, folks, we're going to take a musical break. We're going to be playing uh, Brother Warrior, sung by uh, Sherry Austin. And when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel. And we're going to continue talking about affirmations and how to feel a little bit better about yourself, how to empower yourself by the way you think about yourself and the way you do affirmations and also resolutions. So let's go ahead, Ken. Like gold and a rainbow in your eyes Brave companion Do you see a world shining in the sky With your body dancing like an arrow 
searching for a vision that everyone can share, how we can have peace on earth and goodwill to all. Well, welcome all. Welcome all. Welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And on the phone with me is Dr. Reverend uh, Patricia Keel, and we are discussing New Year's resolutions and affirmations and mysticism and all kinds of wonderful things. So welcome back, Patricia. Welcome. Great to be with you. How'd you like that song? I love that ending. That was great. That was great. Wonderful. You know, it was an old uh, Kate Wolf song. You know, when I first moved up to Sonoma County, we used to go to a pizza parlor up in Sebastopol. And boy, I'll never forget when she sang that song the first time. Well, we're talking about affirmations and resolutions, and maybe maybe you can give us some ideas of of 
how one can, say, make a resolution and, and make an affirmation with it that maybe includes feeling good about ourselves. I mean, I realize that's a big order, but, you know, maybe that might be something to think about. Yeah. Well, so one of the things I've been really focusing on um, at the end of the year, actually, and I, I wrote an article about it for some people and actually put together a class on it, and that is gratitude. And the reason I want to talk about this, because I think it's really um, important as we move into the new year and people are thinking about, oh, I need to do something different, you know, and this whole idea that however everything is right now, I need to become something else. I need to be skinnier. I need to have a partner. I need to make more money. I need my business to, you know, there's this sense of we need to become something that we're not already. And so I think that, that it can set up a kind of a, like a, it's called a cognitive dissonance where it's like saying, oh, I am a billionaire. You know, if that would be my affirmation, that wouldn't make sense because I don't, I know I'm not a billionaire. I don't even think I ever even want to be a billionaire. So the mind can't hold all this. So part of what, what can happen for us, if we begin to learn how to focus on the things in our life right now, that bring us joy, little tiny things, because all over our lives, there's so many different people that have had to be doing what they're called to do in the world in order for us to pretty much do anything. I mean, I'm just looking at my desk, I'm looking at my phone over there, thinking of all the people who had to be involved in order for me to have that phone not even to mention the fact that it's sitting on a desk and the people who had to make that desk, design that desk, get it into my office. You know, the book that's next to me, the, the handbook of positive prayer, all the things that had to happen and the people that are related to getting that book published and then for me to have it in my library and now on my desk. It's just an incredible web, a matrix of oneness that we live in all the time. And we tend to sort of see ourselves as isolated and it's all about me. You know, we get very self-centered in our life. But when we can start focusing our our attention and gratitude and feel in in our hearts and in our in our being grateful for the things that are 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 coming to us and moving through us, it totally shifts our state of consciousness. And I think for us to really make powerful resolutions or powerful affirmations, one thing we could do is begin with a practice of gratitude. It's kind of interesting that, you know, we have this mental disposition that literally comes through our ancestors to look for the things that are not working in our life. We look for the negative. It's like when our ancestors were alive, they were scouting the horizon to make sure no tiger was going to eat them. <laughs> no, but we don't, we don't have that same kind of thing going on. We're not looking to, you know, to run away from the tiger, but that built-in tendency to look for what's not working, what's wrong is kind of in, it's in, grained in us and if you look at your life and start noticing you'll see you you scan for this it's a great skill if you're an editor you know where you can see what's not working you find the typos and disconnections but in our regular day-to-day life it's certainly not good in relationship to be looking what what our partner's doing that's not right we want to be focusing on the things that are bringing us joy and things that are are causing um, more good flowing in and through our lives 
So I truly believe that focusing on gratitude um, is a is a kind of a first step as we're moving into creating affirmations or resolutions. There's a lot of study. There's a great organization at UC Berkeley, and it's called the Center for Greater Good, and they. Um, They've done studies through John Templeton's foundation, who does a lot of studies. He was very involved with studying many things coming out of unity over the years. But they've studied how the brain actually, we we get better brain neurology when we're in a place of gratitude than when we're focusing on things that are not working. So when you're looking to create something new, in the world, one of the first things you can do is bring yourself into that state of blessing the things that you have already. Creating a gratitude journal is a wonderful way to do that because anchor. Yeah, go ahead. I'll well, stop. Well, what one of the things I was thinking as I'm looking at the clock that maybe you know maybe you could give us an idea of uh, maybe a meditation that we do or something before we start writing our resolutions or our affirmations. I mean, it seems like what you're saying is we need to clear the mind of negativity so we can bring forward what we want in a more positive and, and have more strength towards getting it. I think that's what you're saying. It, it's it's clear the mind, which is the teaching that Unity had, and you know there's a book called the Handbook of Positive Prayer, and I'm going to teach a class on that in February, an online class. I don't have it all put together yet. I'm just talking talking about that with the board at Unity. But one of the things that Unity used to do is have us state what they would call a denial. They would say something like um, this. This feeling of failure has no power over me as I create my new business. You'd use that denial, saying that feeling of failure is powerless to prevent me from creating a new business. And then we put in there the affirmation of, I create a blessing for women who are part of my community in 2023. You know, but the thing that I found is putting any attention on that failure that I might have had in the past kind of invites my mind to chew on failure. And that's why, for me, focusing more on being grateful for what is in the present moment, even if it's not in the same vein of what we want to create as an affirmation, it shifts my brain to sort of shifts my brain neurology and my whole body becomes connected and peaceful. Is that making sense at all to well, you? Well, of course. You know, it's like sitting down and sitting down and deciding what you want to do. And if you're having the negativity or the, the, the feeling of sense of failure, or you're not good enough or whatever it is, that's going through your brain. And so now you're writing the affirmation, I feel good about myself. And at the same time, you're fighting against feeling good about yourself. I mean, Absolutely. It almost feels like there's this inner war that you have to look at. And the way you get over it is by centering yourself and looking at what you have and being grateful right. for that and knowing because of what you have to be grateful for that you've already gotten us so much that you're going to be able to get even more than what you want. So yeah. it, it's it's really very, very interesting. You know, we could go on and on about this stuff, and I'm sorry to say this, but we're really coming to the clock is ticking so quick I can't stand it. So what I thought I thought what we do for the last little segment on here, if you don't mind, is what are some sure. of the challenges, one or two of the challenges you think people are facing and and what what suggestion can you give well you know i think one of the biggest challenges that i notice is, is loneliness 
people are feeling so lonely. There's been that sense of isolation. And the key about moving out of a sense of loneliness is to find a place of present moment awareness. You know, where we can really feel the present moment in our body and our heart and feel connected to something that's greater than ourselves that's not about another person. It's not about my job. It's simply about the fact that I am here as a spiritual being with the gift of being present in the world in this moment in time. And there's something extraordinarily unique about who I am that I am going to be able to offer in the world when I get really, really centered and find that inner place of calm presence and joy. So I think finding that place of inner presence is the biggest thing we can do to to really combat any sense of disconnection from other people, disconnection. It's a lot of disconnection from ourselves. Uh, it's it's kind of counterintuitive because it feels like selfishness to be alone, but it's a different feeling altogether. So I would say, you know, that when we're talking about affirmations, which we didn't really get to talk to, but it's this idea of being in the present moment and having a sense of creating a sense of positive energy about the gifts that are in my world in this moment. And from that place, we can feel into what we're being called into the future as the unique, most extraordinary spiritual beings having human experience at this moment of time, Elaine. And I think for each person that is listening to your show, they're they're really being called into something extraordinary. It's women's spaces. There's a space of extraordinary energy that women are creating in the world right now. And I bless you and celebrate you, Elaine and Ken for being part of this co-creative experience feeling grateful for being with you today on this magnificent January 2nd motivation and inspiration yay well we've come to the end of this segment Dr. Peel and this is just I just love you beyond (laughs) beyond what I can say so please give us your website and please let me know about that that workshop and I'll be happy to put it on women's basis so give us how they can get a hold of you any 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 final words that you'd like to say so so I have a website that's kind of a work in progress but it's my name Patricia Keel k-e-e-l like the bottom of a boat as my dad would say dot com and I'm beginning to post some things on there the gratitude I have a gratitude class that's in there that is an online course that people can participate in and you know basically I just feel like this is a magnificent year as we come out of I know some people are dealing with COVID but I feel like it's a year for all of us to really own who we are and to find the gifts and grace that we've been given in this lifetime to be in service to others and service is about what we're called to be into in the world, whether it's the work that we do and get paid for, it's what we volunteer, it's how we show up as a mother, as a partner, uh, as a friend. So blessings to everyone in the new year. Thank you so much, Dr. Patricia Keel, for such beautiful, beautiful words of wisdom. And to my listeners, you've been listening to Women's Spaces, and I want to say happy, happy new year. And I hope that you got what you needed to sit down and write yourself a good affirmation or a good resolution. And if you have any questions or any thoughts, please email me at elainebholtz at gmail.com. Let me know that you've listened to the show. Let me know what you've gotten out of it. And above all, wishing you a happy, joyous New Year. And remember, we live in a metaphysical world and all things are possible if you believe. 30 seconds.
30 seconds. Oh, we got 30 seconds left. I'll tell you, I look at that clock and I go, I just kind of mystery look at, remember, like so I said. So I have an affirmation. And this one I say all the time. I have all the time to do that which is mine to do. Oh, I have all the time I wish to do and I can I have do. all the time to do that which is mine to do. Whenever I'm feeling rushed, I'm right on it. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 2nd, 2023.